0: It's basketball. We're here to get down. It's basketball. We're here to bounce around. It's basketball. We're here for fun. It's basketball. Let's get things done. That's my intro that I just made up this morning at seven thirty a.m. It's terrible, but I will be making another rap for the intro. If you guys remember, rap to basketball back in 2014, it was, uh, I come from the land of Jerry Sloan, so I'm sticking with my team till I'm dust and bone, like Johnny with the shoddy of over Charles Barkley, team's tatted on my ribs, you a true fan hardly. and I made a little beat to it, and we had fun, but I think I'm gonna make one around, like, Will Hardy, and the Jazz Drafting Zeminyama, and the current... Roster that we have with Colin Sexton, uh, Larry Markkinen. So I, I, I'll brainstorm that today. I'll get on GarageBand and mess around. But I wanted to cover the game last night. I did a fourth quarter podcast, and I'm going to be drinking my coffee like David Locke because who doesn't want to be like David Locke? <laughs> so. The big thing that stood out last night was Jared Butler. He had arguably the best game in a Jazz uniform. If you go to the score, which is the app that I use on my phone to check scores, it shows Jared Butler, 13 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds. Pretty impressive game. I think the seven rebounds is probably the most impressive because he's a smaller guy. And I was debating on Twitter with a few other fans last night, you know, who's who, who are the two other guys to go? Who else are the Jazz going to get rid of? And if you look at the box score, I posted a picture on Twitter at Jazzketball. The players that played under two minutes because I was going to post who didn't play at all but Cody Zeller got in the last two minutes and honestly I feel like he should be in that category of players that didn't play at all, it was pure garbage time so Cody Zeller had two minutes Ju Juzang had zero minutes Mike Conley, or sorry, yeah Mike Conley obviously, he was resting zero minutes uh, but I'm taking that, him out of this conversation. Ochai, zero minutes. Balmero, zero minutes. Stanley Johnson, zero minutes. And Azabuki, right ankle surgery. And Beasley, left ankle sprain. So let's also probably take Azabuki and Beasley out. But if you want to leave them in, totally get it. So... I posted on Twitter, Are is this any indication of who's about to get cut next? Because everybody else that played, Nikhil, Alexander-Walker, Fontecchio, Horton Tucker, Kessler, Rudy Gay. Uh, let me scroll up here. Butler, Clarkson, Olenek, Sexton, marketing Vanderbilt. Right? So are the Jazz taking a route where they are playing the players that they want to see more from and are possibly cutting or have they already made their decision and they're just not playing these guys which i think this is highly unlikely but my thought is what if they cut okay right his contract the rookie contract um smaller contract i'm guessing i haven't looked into the numbers too much but would would he be a guy that gets cut because we haven't seen a lot of Ochai in honestly any games and I was really excited to see Ochai there's another fan saying that they wanted to see Ochai I tweeted back and said I totally agree I would love to see him play over Rudy Gay Um, it's really weird that Rudy Gay is getting this many minutes And my thought with Rudy Gay and possibly Butler is they're still trying to move Mike Conley. And maybe those are two pieces that they're trying to boost up to trade away. I think Mike Conley will be traded to a semi-contender during the middle of season. That is totally my opinion, totally a guess, but it makes sense. So, the the two that stand out to me on that list that didn't play are Palmero, which I know he's young, but from when I saw him at the scrimmage, he just looked really skinny and like he'd just get pushed around in the NBA. He looks like a professional overseas, for sure, but... He just didn't add the toughness that I would like to see from this team. And maybe I'm wishing that this t- this team will be tough, like the Rubio, Jay Crowder days and Ingles and getting up in people defensively. I just think that that is entertaining when you can stop another player, especially in the NBA with the fouls and how – The refs call it basically for the offensive player. So, Balmero sticks out to me. Stanley Johnson. Juzang's on a two-way, so he'll probably end up with the Stars. And Cody Zeller. Um, The only reason I think we keep Cody Zeller, I even think Azabuki might be on the chopping block just because his injury, like, the guy's been hurt the entire time we've drafted him. Feels like. So the only reason I don't think they'll cut Azabuki is his sheer size and we're so thin at big men. I actually think that's how the Jazz planned it. To not have a big man to just get pulverized on rebounds and put backs and that's how we're tanking. I really do think that they constructed this team where we don't have a true big man except for Walker Kessler. But still, defensively, he, to me, doesn't make a difference defensively as big as he is. And that could be because we're so used to Rudy Gobert that we don't really know what the difference is. So my argument on this would be Cody Zeller, again, we're short at the big men, so he might stay just as like a backup insurance policy. Balmero, I I think Butler is earning a spot on this team. Could be wrong again. And Stanley Johnson, a lot of people are high on, well, I wouldn't say high, but like, Balmero and Stanley Johnson. David Locke is particularly a fan of Balmero for reasons I cannot find out. I know that he he was kind of exploding. I believe he's from Spain or somewhere in Europe before he came over to the league. So if they keep those guys it's because they're younger. But I mean, everyone's young. Cody Zeller is the old one. Um, so let's dive into some of the other players I thought that played well. Sexton uh, almost was like a non-factor. I thought Taylen Horton Tucker kind of find it, found its groove. Obviously, he's struggling with his shot, but the way that he runs the team, I really like him as a point guard. And a lot of people are saying, you know, why do you want him? He just launches up shots, but... I just see a glimmer of potential there and a really good point guard. Um, Sexton will probably be the point guard after Mike Conley. But I just like the way Taylor Horton Tucker plays under control at the scrimmage. He had a few lob passes. I, I feel he just sees the floor better and distributes the ball better than Sexton. Sexton is a scorer. And I love Sexton. I think he's going to be great, a really great scorer, a great defender. But as far as passing the ball, let's see how many. He had one assist last night. And for a point guard, I mean, Clarkson had seven assists, and Butler had seven assists. Those two led the team. So, like I said, Butler looked really good. Don't know if Butler can run the point. He, he was hitting his three-point shots, which is the first time really since college where it's like, okay, this guy can shoot the ball, was my thoughts. Um, but Taylor Horton Tucker was another guy that stood out. I really want to see femtechio get more minutes because he scored eight minutes, in, or sorry, eight points in 12 minutes and two assists, or sorry, no, that's... Tucker, zero assists, one rebound, but in the amount of time that he's getting, I feel like he's really efficient, um, he only had 12 minutes, so I just feel like he hasn't gotten in the groove, I feel like his move to America is probably still in his head somewhat, at least from what reports say, but I think Fontecchio could be a really nice player, could be Kind of like a, another fan favorite, almost like Joe Engel. I think he understands the game really well. He's a bigger body. And he um, can shoot the ball. I mean, he can shoot feet beyond the three-point line. So let me know what you guys think of Fontecchio. Because I'm high on him um, just from the small amount of times I've seen him play. Obviously, I watched him a little bit in Eurobasket and he was just bawling over there. So, thanks for listening again. Twitter. I'm trying to do these live on Twitter. This one I did not do live just because I'm on my way to work and wanted to do another quick episode. I really want to start cranking these things out. It's it's really fun. It might be a really long season with the Jazz, but um it's, it's It's exciting in a weird way, like entertaining, I guess you could say because you're watching these players develop, and I almost like that aspect more when we have new players and seeing where they start from and then who develops and comes out on top. It's like it's kind of like finding a band that nobody knows about, and then they blow up and you're like yeah i knew I knew who that was. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it, but it's fun. It's It should be entertaining. The fourth quarter was entertaining in the fact that we actually came back from a lead, which is super weird and foreign since we lost about every lead we had last year. So it's nice to kind of be on the other end and cheer and have that hope of actually coming back. Obviously, they fell short, but... The effort was there, and and that last group that was on was playing really well together. So follow me at Jasketball on Instagram and Twitter. You can listen to this podcast pretty much anywhere there's podcasts. If you can't find it, let me know. And uh, we'll see you guys on Friday for the Dallas game, last preseason game. And then we jump into our home opener on the 19th. With the Denver Nuggets, I really want to go to that game. See you later.